Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Ewan Patterson. Hello. And Josh Brown. Hello. In the year of our Lord 2019. Finally, it's so no genuinely good to be back. It is. I'm hyped. It's pretty good. Now, although the podcast tend to go on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we thought, why not dive in because we're back. What day is it? I don't, I don't know. even know anymore. Great question, Ewan. I want to say it's Thursday. I've lost the concept of days yes. like three weeks ago. But not to worry. We yeah. thought we'd have, because I usually would have a nice little bit of banter, but there's so many games to get through. 20 19 is already ridiculously loaded and both you guys came to me this morning. Stacked. Stacked. So what, you're, so what you're saying is there's no banner allowed in this no, podcast at all. we're going to be completely professional and focus on the games. Um, but like you guys said this morning, we should do a podcast on the amount of things coming because it's there's a ridiculous amount. And even after I get through these, there'll be some that I've missed off. But doing these in order, starting with, basically we're going to run down all the games we're looking forward to, all the notable talking points that I've released and confirmed so far. Two, mm. Resident Evil 2 Remake is the first one coming on 25th of January. Mm-hmm. It's a good one to kickstart it, in my opinion. And it's a day after my birthday, so I'm very much looking forward to it. It's a present from Capcom directly to me, which is why I'm excited for it. How are you guys looking forward to how much they're going to change things up? Because it seems like it's Resident Evil 4's This is DNA. interesting for me because, again, kind of just showing, shoving my sacrilegious face in this medium, I have not played the original Resident Evil 2. Oh, God. Um, but I have played Resident Evil. I've played all the Resident Evils from 4 through to Biohazard. So this is okay. this is an interesting experience to me because yeah. it's going back to the gameplay formula that I associate Resident Evil with. I never really knew the isometric mm. kind of framey walking can't hit the zombie because you're pointing at the wrong yeah, bit. Yeah, but I'm excited. I, it looks beautiful. Like, it, seriously, <laughs> it looks fantastic. And I uh-huh. love the... It's a great It's a great way of reintroducing these old games, I think, because I never got the chance to play it mm. when I was young because, you know, you weren't allowed to play those games when you were little. You were Josh Brown. Well, this is the thing. I have, I've said it in a chatty face as that may or may not be up, but I have some unfinished business with Resident <laughs> Evil 2. So I was so scared of that as a kid. I watched my dad play the first one and I finally played the second, but I was too scared to actually get through it. For some reason... <laughs> That you are dead screen was like the most <laughs> terrifying thing I've ever seen. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get killed by a zombie. I think I got half an hour in, god. so I've got unfinished business with this. I've since like gone back and yeah, played yeah, it. Yeah. I've got unfinished business with it in my head. Because I, I forget the exact year that Resi Two came out, but I did play it when it first came out. I have the like weirdest blur when you were fifty. When I was, yes, when I was but a wee 80 year old, I first yeah. played it. And I remember it coming out. I remember being blown away by the, the general, the overall graph, um, overhauled graphics, because obviously the first game is a, just a blocky kind of mess. And I do, I just want to 
want to go back to it and see what they've done with all those levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but that you are dead thing, I remember that terrifying me and my friends. And yeah, right, it wasn't yeah. just me, yeah. It was just kind of like, the, this is the game where you The die. same sensation of going into a random amusement and playing House of the Dead, but not playing it because your parents <laughs> wouldn't let you on it, so you just pretend to shoot the thing so that there'd be the zombies there, and you'd be yeah. like, oh. Two-player mode both Sad. is the only way to play those games. I think this I is a good way black cool kids will understand. <laughs> yes, they will. Uh, so the next game we have is Metro Exodus. That's on the 15th of February. Yeah. Um, now, I forget how many out of you two guys who's played the Metro games. I, I think you have. You have. I, I have really, not. I really love them. I really love these yeah. games. These are some of the most underrated ones of... I know they didn't come out actually this generation, but they were re- remastered for this generation, which is where I first uh, give them a go, and you mm-hmm. should because they're so cheap now. Yes. And they are like they're post-apocalyptic games done in a way I haven't quite seen before, and I think a lot of that comes from the source material. Mm-hmm. And this one seems to be like the biggest one yet. It's gone kind of semi-open world. And I think between this and Resident Evil 2, we've got a really good start of the year. kind of reminds me of when uh, Monster Hunter and I think Dragon, uh, Ball. Dragon Ball came out at the start of last year, and you had these two big hitters straight away that kind of like just picked up the momentum yeah. and didn't quite stop. I think like the, the Metro games have kind of been primed to be... like I think Metro Exodus will do for Metro what Witcher 3 did for The Witcher, where people know mm-hmm. of that franchise and they know that it has this backbone of this like you know author base. Like, there's a really good source material to it. Yes. Um, but having played Metro Exodus, uh, me and Jules played it in Birmingham at uh, EGX, <coughs> um, I still think, because one, one of my problems with Metro Last Light was the combat's kind of just not weighty enough. Like I love the tone, I love the idea of humanity being forced underground and all these different factions that you know uh, like come to be or whatever, and everyone comes back to the surface and whatever I always loved that but the, the combat I just felt was a little bit light yeah. and yeah they've got these like semi-open world segments and they've got really good AI routines kind of like Red Dead 2 it's like the, they'll remember different things that happen and things um, lots of things but <laughs> that's the, that is the thing is that <laughs> even after we went through the playable demo I was like oh the, the combat's just not landing for me and that's the thing that ultimately turned me off last night that's kind of uh, fascinating to me because like you said I think this could be the Witcher 3 moment but it's got a lot of weight to pull to get there like you said the combat mm. they didn't really decide on a sort of style between the first and second game the first mm-hmm. game was really stealth heavy whereas the second one was more action packed and mm-hmm. in the remasters you could kind of like flick between which style you wanted to do but they have to decide on one presumably yeah. Yeah. for the third game and I hope they figure that out because then it could be kind of really good interesting because I, I didn't I completely the second game fell off the world for me I didn't really I, <laughs> I, I remember the first one being a really big thing because it was like we had an influx of post-apocalyptic shooters but then we had this one that presented like a Russian perspective yeah. and that was really fascinating mm-hmm. and I thought the, the art design the visuals were all really cool so I may I may invest myself in this one. I was saying to you earlier that even though 2018 was demonstrably an amazing year for video games, I see, <laughs> I see myself potentially buying more this year because right. it's just a, mm. in terms of stuff that I enjoy, I'm, stuff like Metro uh, and Resident Evil and then all this stuff to come later down the line, I think mm. it's quite yeah. interesting. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I think because like... From a business standpoint, releasing Metro now as opposed to later on in the year, even summer, is a really good move because there's nothing really else around like it. We've got Resident Evil and a couple of other games, but to get it sort of out before the competition is a really good uh, sort of idea. Well, the thing I, think I was thinking of is, like, had Fallout 76 not been a massive tire fire, then they might have had some competition, but yeah. I think the people who love post-apocalyptic RPGs are waiting for something to be remotely satisfying and, like, you know, pure happenstance, but they happen to be delivering people exactly what they want. Um, do you guys want a new installment in a franchise that we've had a million of? Because which one next? Fifteenth of February, the same day as Metro Exodus. Far Cry New Dawn is out. 
Ah, I'm all yeah. right. Do you want? I think I'm all right. Just, so okay, so the timeline, the story for this thing right. is it goes with the ending where all the nukes went off and uh, Joseph uh, Seed uh, is still alive and he's in the bunker because if one of the endings of Far Cry Five is that he was right about all the apocalypse mm-hmm. happening, um, or it's the fact that America's at war with North Korea or whatever it is in the back background of the game. Um, all the nukes go. Who cares? Uh, everything everything goes to hell and in the new game it's all post-apocalypse all hyper-colour very pink very green very, very raged too. too I was just about to say yeah. it's very it's, but, it's, it's hard not to be cynical it's, isn't it? no but it's yeah. weird because if they, if they are directly aping rage too mm. considering how much time games take to develop they mm. must have known about that way ahead of time yeah. um, maybe someone's talking to someone over in software <laughs> or Avalanche and just be like what are you guys doing there super pink post-apocalyptic I, shit I think that trend is just sort of in vogue right mm. now and I think it was just that kind of unlucky coincidence we had that yeah. uh, revenge movie last year as well. Vengeance yes, or revenge. I think it was revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's a, a similar color palette. But um, yeah, I, I think Far Cry Five was a massive disappointment as far as I'm concerned. I thought the story <laughs> had nothing to say, but acted like it did at the same time, which yeah, is the most obnoxious thing ever. And then there wasn't enough variation in gameplay for me to be like, okay, Far Cry is a must-have first-person shooter experience. And there was none of that uniqueness that the earlier games seemed mm-hmm. to have, like with three and five. The, the psychological elements just felt kind of gimmicky and play, like you know the whole bliss drug up sequence it just it, just, it <laughs> felt bullets. it felt it just it felt very very derivative and I don't have uh, I just I mean it's I think weird they've, they've nigh been releasing the same game over and over again since Far Cry 3 I mean 4 was very much like called that and then we had Primal which a lot of people even forget even happened <laughs> and then 5 happened and then there was all the extra DLC packs for 5 and it was just like how many times are you going to go back to the same well yeah. um, and I love Far Cry 3 I even really like 4 um, but yeah like and primal for the most part, but mm. for when you start thinking of like where they're gonna where they're gonna go, and it's like hey, we're doing a new Far Cry, and it's just more, it's yeah. just more yeah. of the same. It feels like a glorified DLC. That's part. the issue with me, and I want to clear up actually a false narrative because I did uh, <laughs> the most disappointing games of 2018 and put Far Cry 5 on there, which did not go down well. But I want to like sort of clear it up. I was disappointed in Far Cry 5 for a lot of the reasons you were you and, but I supr- still really really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it much more than you guys. I gave it three and a half in my original review. Uh-huh. I thought it was better than four. I thought mechanically it was like the best it's been in a while but from a narrative perspective it was sort of fell a bit flat mm-hmm. so to see them kind of run with that and to kind of do a sort of post-apocalyptic thing doesn't inspire much confidence in me it's that sort of weird creative drought that they're in that they're just doesn't seem to be the idea supporting this um, sort of gameplay loop that I still think is really strong and is still compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, like, I mean, yeah, if, if Far Cry 5 wasn't your most disappointing game and you actually loved it, I'd welcome those opinions too. Like, I mean, I'm more up for... I'd love to know what people found to love in that game because for us, we all three of us kind of bounced mm-hmm. off it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Something else that's coming out on 15th of February because for some reason this game, this date has a whole bunch of stuff, is Dead or Alive 6. Now, I know we're all Dead or Alive fans. I mean, I am. Well, I used to be anyway. I haven't, play, I haven't played them properly instance Dead or Alive 2 or 3. But you, I, I, no, I've never played none. None. You, none. none. I've, yeah, you I, have. I played. Oh, it's you in it. So I played. You don't play any of them? No. Oh, they're really good? No. Yeah. So, okay, so back on the PS2, Dead or Alive 2 was one of the first games that a lot of people had. I don't think it was a launch game, but it was very close to the launch of the PS2. Um, And obviously the game's reputation for giant boobs tends to get in the way of the fact that it's an extremely well-playing fighting game. Um, And back in the day, Dead or Alive 2, they had lots of, like, um, stage transitions and great, like, just just fantastic animation, a great counter system. Like, I would would hold up Dead or Alive as a very good, time-tested fighting game. Um, Like I said, it's just overshadowed by massive mountainous pendulous <laughs> right. things I fighting games aren't my bag because I'm very very bad at I'm bad but bad. I love <laughs> the fact that 
in like the past year, we've had Soul Calibur 6, we've had a new Dead or Alive, and we've got a new Mortal Kombat coming up. That's that's quite good. It's it going to turn to be good. a fighting fan as long as mm-hmm. these games well, pan out. Well, the genres kind of like right. slowly came back. Like Tekken 7 is back on Justice 2. We have the Guilty Gear games. Dragon Ball is brilliant. Oh, yeah. Like, awesome. just, there's so much. Like, if you're, yeah, if you're a fan of one-on-one fighting games, it felt like they went away for the start of the 2010s and they're kind of uh, coming back. Yeah, DOA 6, it'll very much be more of the same with horrific cosmetic DLC, but if that's what you're into, there's a lot of it. So there's some of that. Some of the games um, that are coming out, although we can actually drop in on Crackdown 3, which huh. is in February 19th. Yes. How I, does anyone care about Crackdown I lo- 10 years ago um, <laughs> I loved both Crackdown games I, I said to you like the sensation of getting those ability agility orbs is probably the closest thing you'll ever know to exper- experiencing just full on just just crack complete yeah, nev- yeah crack <laughs> yeah complete crack um, it's it, I, those games it's, it's weird to me that it's mm. taken so long to get going because if you think about it Crackdown should have been like a once every two year release mm-hmm. that probably peppered out through like the Xbox 360's console cycle mm-hmm. but then we've had to wait this long for one and it feels as if the moment's passed it by I oh, don't right. own an Xbox so I probably have no say in this whatsoever if people who are owning an Xbox are excited for it then fair play well, to you but it's, the first two yeah. it's like Crackdown for the, like, was one of the people I mean that was the reason I got a 360 initially mm-hmm. it was the game that came with my Xbox um, and I learned that was back in the day was one of the games that did like open world traversal you had the collectibles like it was very pioneering in terms yeah. of like enjoying an entire 3D space open world space um, but like you said it's it's kind of passed itself by like Crackdown 2 only had the wingsuit and was kind of regarded as glorified DLC <laughs> mm. um, and then Crackdown 3 it's like they don't seem to know what they're hanging it on and then now it's like hey Terry Crews is in it and it's like okay weirdly enough the position it's in which I don't think is very good after all of the del- delays and like you said it seems like the moments passed it by mm. it is in a position to surprise people I think if yeah. it is good it can only it can only be better than what people think it is if it's if it's if it's it not very good it can only get better I mean, maybe at this stage I don't know though ain't no how many times it. has it been delayed now three like it was originally I think supposed to come out in 2016 mm. yeah and I remember bit, I think it was part of the initial slate of stuff that was coming out for the Xbox One I'm sure they mentioned it it was um, in, originally at one point going to launch alongside the Xbox One X I remember yes. that oh yeah well, like maybe 2017 thing didn't they yeah, yeah like, even the system first started getting rumoured it was like well it's going to use cloud power technology for the destructible environments and then it was like do you, do you know how you're going to compute that no or I will delay it <laughs> and eventually it'll come up so yeah so um, speaking of things that just are a little bit eh, uh, Anthem is coming on the 22nd of February so Ooh. you know got good to see the, the I hope open world right. shooter <laughs> I know again I know, I know. 2019 mate right um, okay here's the on. thing go on I was so optimistic <laughs> last year. Yes. I was so, so optimistic. When Fallout 76 was announced. Yeah, Ewan's, Ewan's dead. Ewan's gone. gone. When Fallout 76 was announced, I remember standing side by side with you and I was saying, it's going to be fine. A multiplayer uh, Fallout game is going to be good. Yeah. And then I was burned, Scott. So now, whatever optimism... I am still on fire. Whatever optimism I had for Anthem, <laughs> I am not letting myself be in a position <laughs> to be disappointed once more. It's no. weird because I was in the exact same position as you. I, I saw it get announced. I was like, you know what? I don't, I, so what if it's similar to um, like people are comparing it to something else I completely forgot what it was now but so what if it was like kind of looked similar to other titles I yeah. thought it looked pretty interesting uh, bar all the generic Destiny-esque kind of mm. loot grindy based gameplay which I personally don't care for um, but yeah I, no, no enthusiasm and it doesn't look like EA are particularly enthusiastic it's about weird. it either it's really weird yeah. like the last time they gave them a whole bunch of uh, like stage time or whatever I think it was at E3 mm. and they had the whole team sitting out there like um, Corey what's his face um, it's first day back in a new year I forget his name the dude that was the responsible for Mass Effect Corey thingamajig 
Yeah. You know him. Yeah. And uh, he was on stage with the rest of the team and they just sort of sat down and didn't really seem like they had much to show. Like, mm. it's taken this long and I don't think the average person even knows what the anthem is. Like, in game, do you guys know what the anthem is? Um, oh, singing okay, song thing. No, do you know what it is? No, I don't know. So the anthem apparently is the world itself that changes all the time, which is just their, I think, anyway, which is just their way of saying it'll be procedurally generated levels for the rest of time. But, point being, that even though they brought the rest of the dev team out, they didn't really seem to hang it on much. And then they yeah. keep saying, like, well, we're Bioware, we've got this, like, backbone of narrative and story. And then when they show that stuff off, it's just first person going up to someone talking one dialogue. It's just, mm. it just looks really rote. And I don't know, man. I mean, I hope it does all right. I have, I want to love Bioware again. Yes. But Mass Effect 2 was a long time ago. It was. I think it's kind of telling that they announced the Dragon Age game as well. Yes. It's sort of being like, look, we are still doing this stuff, so please also support Anthem. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think that they've got a lot to prove. Um, Dragon Quest Inquisition was solid, but not nothing mind-blowing. And yeah, they just, <laughs> considering Mass Effect Andromeda is the last thing that bore their namesake, which uh. a lot of people have forgot about, uh, we could do with something positive. Making me them. think of all the bad faces from that game. Yeah, there's, there's always that. But speaking of good things, Devil May Cry 5 yes. is on the 8th of March, which is the Woo. first Devil May Cry game since Devil May Cry 4, Josh Brown. Is, is, that, is that true? Well, I'm pretty sure it's true. I don't know is anyone else who talks about the other games apart from you. I, I like <laughs> yeah. uh, DMC as well. Oh. It's all right, yeah. man. It's oh, fine. Oh. I mean, especially now that 5 exists, you can just think of it yeah. as a sort of exactly. side thing, non-canon, just just as a thing to enjoy separate happen. from this lovely thing. That no, 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 no. That, that's the opposite of the case. Because, nope. because we're back on track now, yeah. I can completely discard what happened to Because <laughs> it was this horrible, wannabe, angsty, oh, it was, oh, it was horrific. Anyway, not to worry. Devil I'm, May I'm, Cry 5, though. Yes, it's back. It's good. It's back with a vengeance. And the demo is fantastic, the one that's on Xbox. Um, it's just a thing that they let people play at like, Gamescom a couple of years ago. But the amount of animation in that game that still keeps up with how responsive the combat needs to be, you're just sliding around levels, like flicking, going through dude's legs, shoot them up, and you grab a guy and you throw him in art. I was going to say, this seems to me like the first opportunity that Capcom have, really, to make a Devil May Cry game realise its full potential. Because mm. obviously, you know, we all enjoyed the earlier games, like the older generations and stuff. But no no console before now has really been able to capture the sense of movement and fluidity and mm-hmm. violence and all the chaos that would happen when you're doing these moves mm-hmm. until now. And it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Like visually, I'm, I'm still blown away by this. I don't expect a, a hack and slash game to be this visual masterpiece, mm-hmm. but all the, the way sparks fly and like the way <laughs> you can chain combos together, it just looks fantastic. You I'm really excited about it. You can also wield a bike. So if you want to split a bike in half and wield it, you do that and you put it back They do that in The Simpsons when Homer fights the biker True. people. True, they also kind of did yeah. it in Hulk Ultimate Destruction, which is a deep Oh, yeah. PS2 fans. Although that was more of a bus or a police car that you could or split a tank. in half. Or a tank. Yeah. But not to worry. Uh, also, The Division 2 comes out on the 15th of March, but we're not going to dwell on all of these games. We'll be here all day. <laughs> to, be honest, to be honest, though, me and Jules played The Division 2, and it was surprisingly good. I actually thought that they'd learned quite a lot from the mistakes of the original. They had a lot more enemy variety. Could variety. be another Watch Dogs 2 in the sense that they yeah. take a controversial premise or controversial release and then kind of you know give it the time yeah. and attention that it actually deserved the first time around and then make something good of it but it is whatever. weird because um, I mean I said I wasn't going to dwell on it but just, it's strange because we just we just lamented Anthem being like a loot shooter and the division is absolutely that to a mm-hmm. team um, but I guess if you sort of drill it down it's like well how interesting is the combat Anthem just seems like you're unloading right triggers into everybody whereas at least in the division 2 on the demo that me and Jules played it seemed like you were taking enemies out in very specific ways you had to make sure you were taking cover and flanking people it was way more tactics Cool. And I would hope that Ubisoft have maybe brought some That's of the That's what I want from across. Tom Clancy. Yeah, yeah, bring yeah. some of the mentalities yeah. across from Siege. Ubisoft um, are really yeah. good at like doing sequels, I think. Like yes. you said, you and Watch 
Bones 1 to Watch Dogs 2 is a big mm-hmm. jump. Lest we forget Assassin's Creed 1 to Assassin's <laughs> Creed 2. Mm-hmm. It's always the sequel that seems to fully realize the potential of a flawed original. So I'm holding True. our hope for The Division 2. Possible. Uh, next game is a big old deal. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is out on the 22nd of March, which is the next game from March from is packed. March, in- March is doing a... Doing a, doing a Lousy smart weather. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, looking at Sekiro, um, it's, it was highly rumored to be... Like, was it going to be the next Bloodborne? Is it going to be the next Tenchu? Is it going to be the next... It was some old school uh, horror Japanese RPG oh, from Soft yeah. ages ago. Turns out it's kind of all three. <laughs> um, but the thing that's, for me, that's the most fascinating about this is the way that you move. It's got way more verticality to it and you're doing stealth kills and like just looking at the gameplay, you're getting thrown up in the air. It's way more cinematic. It's like Devil May Cry almost. In some this might be the game that I actually enjoy from, from Software. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It looks visually, again, absolutely yeah. stunning. I love the, the sense of mobility and mm. everything into it. The only thing it needs to test now is my patience. <laughs> um, we shall see how it goes. I think I don't think they'll have skimped on the difficulty. One of the clips that get out got out from the original um, showing was the mm. main guy was fighting this massive golem-looking thing, unloaded a bunch of attacks, and the golem just sort of took them and then picked him up and threw him <laughs> off the level. Which is and what so, I'll do to the, to the disc. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it mass, might be a sign of things to come. Uh, One of my most uh, anticipated games of the year. The only yeah. thing I'm worried about is that Activision is publishing it, and I'm a bit scared <sighs> about that. Who knows weird, what? That. It is weird, In five years' time, you'll have to wo- you'll, you'll be worried because they'll take it down from every single online exactly. store, and you'll never be able to play it again. I yeah. have to hope that, um, considering Hidetaka Miyazaki went from, I think he was lead designer on like Demon Souls or Dark Souls, all the way up to the head of From Software, mm-hmm. he has the the weight, the artistic clout to just say no to any yeah. potential money grubby policies or whatever that might get put into the game. Assumedly, there aren't any at all. Well, that's the thing. Right. I mean, Activision are bad with their multiplayer games and shoehorning and mm. ba- dodgy business practices. But oh, would you play for also- Souls though? Because that. Oh, I don't know. Would, would you? you? Well, we, well, well, we wouldn't, but we wouldn't. Mean, if they put that in there, mm. well, they, all I'm saying is they didn't put any microtransactions into Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, so hopefully they <laughs> won't put any into Sekiro Can either. they just stop making like, publishing games? Can they just stop? <laughs> they don't want to. They evidently don't well, want to. You and there's well, a lovely little video you can find on What Culture Gaming on why Activision have stopped publishing games as a whole. I pitch it. Ain't it? <laughs> I, would actually, I would highly recommend that video to everybody who hasn't seen it yet Josh did a hell of a lot of deep diving and Jules and Jules Jules, yeah, Jules, Jules, like Jules presented it and whatever but it was, a, it was a team effort but the amount of uh, data digging that you did provided some incredible insight <laughs> into exactly how they are as a company uh, also Mortal Kombat 11 starts off April the 23rd of April well mm. ends April but Mortal Kombat 11 is coming right um, which Mortal Kombat is one of my favourite franchises I thought 10 was a little bit more of the same um, I think 11 will take a whole lot of cues from Injustice 2 yeah um, and we've, they've already I think when you go to pre-order it you can read one of the blurbs which said that there's this whole customization system uh, cosmetic system that's going to be in there so assumedly it'll be like Injustice 2's and you'll be buying a million different shoulder pads and, and Injustice 2 is great for that I love yeah. that if only I was good at it because it has <laughs> everything that I absolutely love it I mean I'm not that fussed about Mortal Kombat but obviously I love superheroes etc so and you know I've, I've kind of dabbled in Mortal Kombat in the past mm-hmm. it makes me wince a little bit when mm. the extra gruesome do you want to spike yeah. a guy through the face I- with your, with your wrists. Right. Only in cartoony Assassin's Creed fashion where it doesn't feel like it has any consequence. Violence without consequence, oh. folks. <laughs> I don't want to stick my head through someone's gut after going and going, here's Johnny. Cause that's... That was arguably, that was weird, that. Yeah. That was a little bit too creepy. It's not weird. What do you mean? It's weird. There it's is... just... I, How I is that the line in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> I think that is the line. There's a bit when in in ten, I forget whose fatality it is, but you rip a dude's throat out and you put it in his mouth and he chokes on his own throat and then he falls over. Well, and that, exactly. as I say that, it sounds a bit amazing. Yeah, exactly. but I, yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I'm curious to see what they do. Um, considering that the more realistic, the more 4K heavy, whatever, the, the better the rendering technology becomes. How much can you still do really ridiculously over the top visceral right. and not draw the attention mm-hmm. of the entire world? And so I'm kind of curious how they how they go because Mortal Kombat ten wasn't derided in any way, but did have intestines flailing 
bothered about and brains being severed and whatever. So I kind of want to see some of that stuff. Uh, also coming in April, only three days later, your friend and mine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Days gone on the 26th of April. Okay. Go on. A lot like Crackdown 3, this can only, (laughs) like, this can only exceed expectations because everyone's sort of expectations for it are quite low. We're all like, oh, well, it'll tide us over to The Last of Us 2. It looks like a strange sort of squib in Sony's uh, place. Yeah, open world zombie game. He rides a bike. It's like Daryl from The Walking Dead or Sons of Anarchy. We've seen it before. Yes. But it might be good because you know Sony. When was the last time Sony disappointed us on the exclusive front? Was it like it's very, very the true. Order eighteen eighty six? They've been hitting it out the park. Mm. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's it's a long true. time ago, and Sony Bend have been working on this for a long time. They've yeah. had projects pushed back. I don't think Sony would have gone ahead with this unless they believed in it. Mm. And I'm hoping that my faith is my big fear is that these were two guys just in a room and like they they they, were, they went into this room in two thousand and ten <laughs> and were asked to come up with the most awesome like Mr. Sony himself. Walks in with glasses and like his scruffy necktie. Two supermodels is like, hey, I need you guys to create the ultimate sickest game ever. And they're just there like, wow, okay. And then they get zombies, Daryl, everything. And then and then and then they emerge six years later. And then he's just there like, 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, you, we left you in there oh, for such a long time. <laughs> Forgot <laughs> about you. <laughs> it's strange. I mean, I'll, yeah, I mean, I have faith in Sony Band. Like, they did the Uncharted Golden Abyss on the Vita. I forget what else Ben did, but they've done some great stuff. Um, their general reputation is, is very positive. Um, and I do want to have faith in them. It's just, there's something about the whole project that just isn't coming together. You see it on every comment section, every forum post, like, every way that this game has been covered, where it just, it doesn't seem like it has a hook. It's just open world zombies, and that's it. Mm. And maybe it can be the best version of that. But at least something like State of Decay had a lot of like you know inventory management or people management and even like that had the whole thing where you know if you, you turn the game off time still ticks over you had a lot of like weird little metaphysical uh, or meta connections it's to the crying game crying out uh, for a co-op element yeah. yeah 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 totally and mm. like it's it, it seems like Days Gone is not a step back because it's I don't know it seems like mm. a very refined refined version of an idea that is many many years old or at least to me and uh, and obviously like since I read online as well someone was criticising why is he riding a hog <laughs> when you're trying to stay quiet in the zombie apocalypse and ever since I read that I was like yeah because it looks cool it looks cool, cool. Mate. <laughs> not to worry um, I will I'll add one more thing to this yes. the worry with Days Gone in my opinion is that it might set a weird precedent of what a Sony exclusive is because we've seen all of their big names sort of transition into being third person story driven mm. action games mm-hmm. and Will this sort of damage Days Gone? I don't know. I don't know if that would have been better as a more experimental thing, but mm. it's very much in the Sony mold, mm. and I don't know at what point that stops uh, being creative and becomes kind of limiting it is if like, they kind of continue it. It is really interesting because, yeah, I mean, I remember noticing that with God of War, and they showed off the new God of War, and as soon as the camera went behind his back and he was just like narrative sequence, and it was mm. like, okay, from The Last of Us, or from, and they got charted forward and indulging that stuff more. And like, yeah, it's kind of become like a Sony trait to mm. do like narrative heavy stuff over shoulder cameras. Um, and I imagine, I'm nigh on guaranteed that Days Gone will have sequences like that and I'm pretty sure I've seen one in one of the gameplay uh, clips yeah. um, but that's the thing if they're going down a like, more mechanical route a more like Ubisoft-ish route um, then yeah maybe it's more of a risk than, than we think kind of thing considering the brand but I don't know I, I just question how much people have burnt out on open world zombies so I guess I'm kind of curious to see how it goes because I don't think State of Decay 2 did very well so not to worry but speaking of post-apocalypses uh, Rage 2 is on the 14th of May which looks very good yes. now, we haven't got that much time to break down Rage 2 but no. this is the hyper-coloured purple green looking extravaganza of fun that uh, what's his face Far Cry New Dawn yeah. Yeah. It was. last year was all about the blues and purples this year is all <laughs> about the greens and pink. I'm excited for Rage yes. 2 I, I played a little bit of the first one when it first came out I loved the I, back when you were little and all you needed was oh, not little I was about 12 when it came out 14 <laughs> all you needed was a gimmick and the gimmick was <laughs> deathly bladed boomerang thing it, that was yes. a gimmick and that was uh, both that and Borderlands made this was it 2010 the first one came out I think it was uh, yes. Yes. yes both that and Borderlands made my summer that year so mm-hmm. there we go I think this one I mean it's it's weird because it's co-developed by like id Software and Avalanche but the more you read into it apparently Avalanche are doing everything it's just that id have like helped them all oh, provide right, the source okay. well that's um, cool because they did Mad Max didn't they yeah totally yeah. Like Mad Max remains as I'll mention every possible instance <laughs> I can one of the most overlooked games of all time um, but yeah Avalanche are a very very good studio mm. Just Cause 4 is very solid um, and looking at the gameplay for Rage 2 it's everything you love about Doom's combat mixed with the sort of like weighty physics of Mad Max uh, for the driving sections so maybe there's something in there that can be uh, something amazing um, speaking of driving things Crash Team Racing Nitro Field is out on the 21st of June this is literally the thing that I've played more than anything else in the world and it's why you're so scared about it isn't it Scott so I'm I've heard I'm, I'm going to beat literally every single yeah, but what if the physics are slightly off and when you complain about it for well, a whole year, what happens then, Scott? Well, then we just talk about it as one of the Game of the Year contenders. <laughs> do anything about it. And, uh, and you and Jules insist on putting it on the ranking. But 
I hope that won't be the case because that's what completely killed the Crash remake for me. It was that my muscle memory was all off because they applied Crash 3's physics to Crash 1 and 2 and it just made everything feel really broken. Oh, In this scouts. case, providing they don't bring across Crash Nitro Kart's physics and they just stick to the original CTR, then it'll be beautiful. Remade the wrong game, mate. It should have been the one way you warp into each other. The, Ooh, the race one? Yes. You, yeah. What yeah. was that? I tag team race. Tag team. anything after CTR because yeah. none of them exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. did CTR yeah. and tag, they left. tag team racing was yeah. where it was at. No, it wasn't. No. It was not no. there. It was no. somewhere else. It was in the original CTR. No, was, yeah. But don't worry. I don't know exactly which one they're drawing from. Obviously, it's called Crash Team Racing, but who's to know how many different other um, elements of the franchise they might bring in? Mm -hmm. um, but the big thing with this is that they're using some of Naughty Dog's original levels that didn't make the cut, like they did in the remake of the Crash trilogy uh, with the. It wasn't Stormy. Stormy. It was. Oh, yeah. And there was a couple of there was a couple of them anyway that apparently didn't make the cut and they're doing it with the tracks in this as well which is really cool for fans like me and you can go online for the first time ever which I am looking That's forward to just I want to see if I am the best CTR player I can't in the wait world. to mix PSN abuse <laughs> with Crash Team Nitro Racing well here's the thing Scott since I've known you you have not stopped I'm, I'm kidding you, you have, you've picked up your Crash <laughs> your Crash Team Racing skills yes. I'm pretty sure it's in your bio on twitter.com yeah but I've never actually seen you play this game okay I when I okay back when Ben and Peter were still here, me and them two and Jules played Crash Team Racing. I won so hard that Jules gave up. And so I was lapping them over and over again. I don't know. Right. There's no there's no joke here. I'm incredibly good. <laughs> this, is where the, this is where the camera flashes forward and the physics are off one bit. He's yeah, just doing donuts on, in a circle. The game is broken. <laughs> if they get one minuscule thing wrong, then this is not even entering Game of the Year. Okay. I don't even care. I'll burn the whole building down. But hopefully they'll do it well um, because Crash Team Racing is the best kart racing game ever made. Better than Mario Kart. Always has been. Let me know in the comments. So next game is The Last of Us 2, which isn't doesn't have a specific numbered uh, numerical mm -hmm. date, but it does have a, a window of June slash July. Right. So Last of Us 2, pretty hyped. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited yeah. for that. I'm looking. <laughs> it was one of those things where when it was first announced, I was actually kind of a bit miffed because mm. I think Last of Us, the first Last of Us game, it didn't need anything else. Yeah, I thought yeah. they ended it in the perfect way. And it was such a good commentary, like you said, on like the lengths you'd go to protect the ones you love mm. and like the idea of like sacrifice, etc. I'm still, to a degree, I'm still kind of like, I don't think this is necessary, but no. at the same time, Naughty Dog have my complete faith. So, and plus, uh, yeah. Neil Druckmann came out and said, because this is the first one, I don't think he did Uncharted 4 by himself. No, it was him and uh, Bruce, Bruce Straley. Straley? Yes. It was always Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley, and this is the first one that Druckmann's doing himself, but he came out and said, look, we wouldn't be doing an additional story if we didn't mm -hmm. think it was worth it. Yeah. And they have the, the final, they don't need to do no. another thing. And so assumingly there's something else to tell, because I was, I was totally like, oh God, I don't need this. Yeah. And yeah. I love the absolute stones on the ending of the original, just cut to black with Ellie's face it's great um, but having read into it a little bit of where it seems like the story's going all the stuff with Ellie's real mum coming back into it and like stuff with um, you know like obviously Joe has to maintain the lie and the fireflies and Ellie's like angry against the fireflies I don't know I, I, I love those characters so much that I, I, I'm just going to cry through the vast majority of it for good or bad I'm just going to be like oh they're doing everything Yeah. and so I guess we'll see I, but, yeah. I hope it comes out this year I'm kind of I love how we don't know much about the story so far like we've said about Ellie's mum that's like theories like we that put together like, put yeah, together, like, yeah. like we've like sort of scout the internet for but we actually don't know everything we've seen from the story so far has been sort of fragmented and from different potential time periods mm -hmm. we don't know how it all connects and I kind of love going into a big game like this not actually sort of knowing what's it's, even going on it's really comforting yeah. especially considering the way the last game ended yes. like they, it could have been totally easy for them to just show a trailer picking up minutes after what happened there but the yeah. fact that they're not it, you know it, it, mm -hmm. it's, it, yeah, it's, it gives a Very nice ghost of uh, confidence so, so some yeah. really good stuff with uh, it seems like they're highlighting different timelines as well like um, the whole 
whole thing with like Ellie and the party scene which cuts to her like, either in the future or the past mm-hmm. and she's fighting off against different people um, and the way that they've advanced their third person tech like you've got all these weird interlocking animations I've seen different game devs on Twitter freak out about the way that Naughty Dog can mesh just like ba- gameplay you're controlling one to one and then you like that bit when Ellie slides through the bootcase yeah. and, uh, and that turns into a cutscene on the other side then it goes back to gameplay um, we've seen Rockstar do bits of that in Red Dead Redemption 2 um, but I think that's the next level of like gameplay and animation and cutscene and whatever all coming together um, so that stuff looks really good something that doesn't look very good is Shenmue 3 coming on the 27th of August oh. now it's not to say that Shenmue can't be amazing but looking at the screenshots looking at the, the amount of hype that's been around Shenmue for 20 years now yes it looks like something from 20 years ago it does the, so, the, yeah. there's how like much, one face animation that yeah. I've seen so far how much so. money did that get through Kickstarter it was a lot it was a lot more it was enough yeah. to render a face so it, they could have done something um, I think I would hope that they've deliberately gone okay let's make this game deliberately suit the market as it would have been back mm-hmm. in the late 90s um, but it's strange because Shenmue's whole hook is this is the first time you could fully interact with a, a world you can pick up the brochure and you can do whatever um, and I wonder if they even have that hook anymore it's very ironic it's almost mm-hmm. it's, it's very it, it's interesting like you said because the original like two Shenmue's they were yeah. very 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 revolutionary mm-hmm. and the fact that they're kind of trading on the nostalgia of the first mm-hmm. two games it, when those games were so not of their time kind of like the Dreamcast just saying um, <laughs> it is very it, it is a little bit disconcerting I, I just guess. I wonder what their hook will be because mm-hmm. it, back then it was you get to like I said you get to interact with this entire world and it's like clearly this doesn't have the same level of meticulous design that something that Red Dead Redemption 2 has which yeah. that, I, I wanted, a big part of Red Dead 2's appeal is how much you can interact with everything and so I kind of wonder just just what the hell this game is um, but assumedly they'll have refined the combat stuff and like there'll be more I'm, I just, I'm waiting to see what else they've done um, but this might just be a, a shinier you know the, the third part they were going to give you 20 years yeah. ago I really want to know how well the remasters of 1 and 2 sold because I want to mm. know what the market actually I is for this them. game do you actually yeah, did I've, you play I've, them I've, I've been a hell of a lot more the first one than the second one okay. um, but yeah they're, they're janky as hell like uh, I mean yeah some games split from 20 years where you can revisit very easily um, these were clearly trying to you know were, were not punching above their weight or whatever station but the, you look at the things they were trying to do and the third person like control in open world games has come along such a long way um, and interaction with open world elements and stuff has come along such a long way you don't realise how many quality of life improvements have been made until you mm-hmm. play something like that like it's yeah it's it's awkward yeah um, but yeah like oh. it, it depends like I mean you assume that there's always been this crazy rapid fan base but like, like yeah. with, with like Shenmue 3 I can kind of hold my hands up and be like this game isn't for me I don't quite get it and there are lots of people who do and I hope that hope this game satisfies them mm-hmm. but I can't see it satisfying people who are going into the franchise for the first time and that's fine I think yeah I think it's fine I think a lot of people who I mean I uh, grew up with Yakuza instead which a lot of people view the Yakuza series as the spiritual sequel to um, to the Shenmue games and so like there's a there's a weird quirkiness to that to that whole group of games that I kind of want to go back to mm-hmm. I would still totally recommend Shenmue 1 and 2 but you've got to put up with a brick wall of awkwardness to get there um, but still so that, that's the end of the games that we have specific dates for or specific windows for um, I'm going to throw a few more games in here because we do need to wrap up at some point um, but three more games that are scheduled for 2019 but without any month or date uh, first one is The Outer Worlds which is the new Obsidian game yes um, which is literally them the, the, the marketing trailer for that was just the most like just on the table done thing where it was like where the dudes <laughs> who made the original Fallout from the developers of Fallout from the developers of Fallout New Vegas <laughs> right in the middle of Fallout like Bethesda just throwing a bucket on Fallout 76 trying to get it to put out for a second and they were like hey by the way where the guys I like to imagine that Todd Howard he's really nice and public but then he sees that and he like goes off screen he's got a little headset on he's just like yeah take him out <laughs> like that or something like that but you know but look I mean yeah so obviously were bought by Microsoft the Outer Worlds I thought this was the first Microsoft exclusive game it's not mm. um, this is the one that was already being in developed I forget what the original publisher
publisher was, but now it's with Microsoft. Uh, and so The Outer Worlds will be on PS4 as well. But looking at the trailer for it, it's incredibly Fallout in terms of the presentation, in terms of the dialogue choices, in terms of the statistics of where you're ranking your characters up. It's very much them going, here's the Fallout we would do if we could. Um, and it's a great mix of like sort of like old school themed like uh, Americana, like all these different advertising styles, um, but also in space. Because why not? why not? Because you might as well get ahead of Bethesda doing Starfield and just jab them in the kidneys before they've even got there. Didn't even think of that, Scott. Yeah, Bethesda's like, well, we're going to go to space now. Are you already there? <laughs> already got a colony, mate. If you're we're the first people to ever go to space <laughs> with an RPG. Bethesda's just trying to put a flag down, and then it just glitches out. Next game is Doom Eternal, also scheduled for 2019, but we don't know when. More Doom More is Doom. good Doom. More Doom is good Doom. More Doom yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Doom. yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't played the, the Doom 2016 remake, re- remake, yeah, reboot, reboot, whatever. reboot. Um, it's phenomenal. Yeah. The amount of uh, the different way, the, the speed of play in that game is unlike perfect, perfect example of a game divesting from modern genre cliches by bringing things back to basics mm-hmm. and in itself kind of innovating the genre yeah. it's very very weird but great that game's time. mesh of music and game is, mm-hmm. is phenomenal as well the soundtrack by Mick Gordon is one of my absolute favourites um, and the opening shotgun cock with the guitar riff is just 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 a beautiful right. thing he loves cocking shotguns oh, okay. no I'm going to sit in it because I love it that much um, <laughs> but also the next game is Control which is the next game from Remedy that's scheduled for 2019 but we don't know when Control is uh, so Remedy obviously did Max Payne they did Quantum Break uh, Alan Wake there we go uh, and yeah so, what are we talking about <laughs> Yeah. That's the good stuff. <laughs> I, I will stay away from, from Alan Wake. I wanted to like that game more than I did, but that's a conversation for a different time. The last game they did with Quantum Break, um, which kind of suffered because Microsoft had this whole TV push mm-hmm. and we did this Kinect-based crap. And so Quantum Break was designed to be the first game that would have a TV component with it as well. And then ultimately Microsoft walked the hell away <laughs> from that. And then Quantum Break came out mm-hmm. and it just didn't land properly. Um, but in terms of the performances, the graphics, the gameplay, everything is solid. I think Rem- Remedy deserved more attention. Uh, mm-hmm. Control, though, looks to be more of that. It's more over the Tops like supernatural powers, um, and kind of taps into uh, psyops or um, second. Oh psyops. yeah, there's yeah. lots of like mind control. You pick this up and throw it at dudes. Yeah, stuff. Um, which not enough games have done that. Only those two games and the Star Wars Force Unleashed games ever did pick up the environment and throw it. Which everyone should be doing that. We've had well, this is for going years. to do it, Scott. Well, I hope it does. I mean, at this point, there seems a lot of the levels that they've shown off seem to be in like virtual reality, and it looks sweet. But what do you guys think of general remedy in general? Yeah, I think they're a fantastic studio. It's, it, it's weird that they were kind of in limbo for so long after mm. Alan Wake because they had American Nightmare come mm. out, which was this weird kind of arcadey third-person shooter stuff, and it felt for a while as though they were never going to get to do the stuff that they mm. want to make. But it, that's what's so refreshing about this is that they look like they're a studio who are getting to do kind of what they're best at. This feels entirely and, like yeah, it's, it's them. Yeah. It feels like a it feels like 90s TV but in yeah. a video game like with kind of goofy premises and like supernatural stuff and like yeah it's it's great I love it for me nothing nothing's hit the high that Max Payne did and mm-hmm. so I, I would love him to do something more like like the whole you know like uh, Sam Spade style old mm-hmm. school film noir I think they write that stuff so well the dialogue in Max Payne is phenomenal um, so whatever but I guess that controls meant to be dropping this yeah so we'll see uh, and in terms of another the, the final smattering of stuff that is just to be available like you know there's no defined date at all but hopefully it'll be 2019 uh, we've got Ghost of Tsushima yes which is that's the one I want. That's the one I want the most. We've got Skull and Bones, which Josh cares about. I care about. It's just it's like the best elements of Assassin's Creed Four. Can I'm you even potentially remotely? the Assassin's Creed series? Right. I'm not saying that. Don't kill me. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just. I'm down for this. 
Doing a banner. Eh? If you can ah. do the thing where each person controls a different part of the ship. I don't want to be on my own ship. I would like someone... I know, but with, like, proper... Like, no, do you know what this will be? It'll be exactly what you think it is. It'll be the bit of Assassin's Creed sliced off like a Steam. Christmas roast yeah. and served up with just a little slice of... Sometimes that's all you need, Scott. Sometimes you don't need all those mashed potato... You do need No, you do need them. That, the, the little thing, that's what you give the dog. It's right. not It's not a full thing. Whoa. It's what, what you have. Give a little mini roast. It's what, yeah, yeah. Give a little mini... Yeah, you do, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so Skull and Bones is the, the pirate-themed stuff from Assassin's Creed Black Flag slash Odyssey, Odyssey slash Origins or whatever done as its own game. Uh, and there's then there is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which Ooh. comes from A Man in the Orient. I believe that's coming out this year. I don't totally. want to believe it. I mean, I don't even know. We haven't seen a single screenshot. We haven't seen anything. I remember anymore. the first announcement was just two guys whacking some lightsabers together in the background out of focus. Oh, yeah. And then there was that one little five second, like they had the whole Battlefront 2 demo. And then the EA just there like, also we have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But just Bye. what <laughs> is it? If you break down like just that that announcement where it's yeah. just like we got this new Star Wars thing, and then like uh, Andre Rene goes out into the audience in the audience and sits down with him and goes, "What's your new game?" He's like, "Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, it's called this." Like from the audience, I just that's but mental. We cannot expect more from EA, who have a weird way of announcing games. I remember when the but first Battlefront, but when the Battlefront was uh, the first thing we saw, Battlefront was off screens of them like like modeling stuff. True. So I don't expect mm. anything more from EA. I do expect a lot from Respawn Entertainment, who yes. have not disappointed me yet. Timefall Two, if it's like Timefall exactly. Two, but like Star Wars Jedi Knight, and you bring back Kyle Katarn. Oh my God, I am here. Oh, that's oh. Well, I'm gonna need a wet wipe. I've not, <laughs> I've not even thought of meshing those two things together. Titanfall 2 is the best first-person shooter of the generation, plus <laughs> it is. Plus, I mean, it is Josh Brown. <laughs> I just love the boldness of it. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, what's it up against? Siege and Overwatch. It's but imagine really... marrying, because the original Jedi Knight games, they had a mixture of first-person shoot, yeah. shoot and then third-person huh? slicey dice. So if oh you mix God. those two things together, bada-bing, bada-boom, that... I'm walking here. <laughs> and other such New York catchphrases. You're running there. That could be yeah. amazing. Okay, so the last two games, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, um, you know, it's just potentially dropping in yes. 2019. On the theme of messing your pants, Cyberpunk yes. 2077. <laughs> At this stage, considering how um, The Witcher 3 dropped, where just Cedar Project Red had a bit of a time with all the downgrade conversations and all that kind of stuff, and they've literally just said, look, we'll just hold back. We'll mm -hmm. wait until it's completely ready, and then we'll put it out. They're developing and publishing, so they can take as long as they want. Do we think it's coming out this year? Yes. Like, realistically, yes. is it out this year? Yes, because they started planning it back in 2013. I mean, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just I just don't want to so. get my... When they showed that thing off um, a few months back, when they showed the 45-minute gameplay demo, that was way more together than the vast majority of fully-priced release Ubisoft games. <laughs> so I'm pretty much up for... He's got not wrong there, pal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, looking at what they put out, I mean, that could be obviously the vertical slice. The entire game could still be getting put together. But yeah, I think a 2019 release. Because the only other option is that you wait, and then it's something like a PS5 launch game. Which it, well, potentially, but they don't owe Sony anything or whatever. So I, I don't know. I just I see it dropping in 2019 um, because as, as many games as we've gone through, um, that I think Cyberpunk would completely dominate. The only thing it would it would go up against and suffer would be Last of Us. So they've got yeah. a whole rest of the calendar to play with. So even if it drops towards the end of the year, like a Red Dead or something, I still think really Ghosty want. Toasty could be a new, another Red Deady esque. Spectacle yeah, of immense I hope proportions. So. I hope, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I think we need to see more of Kusta Tsushima because yeah. um, at the minute it's got a bit of like Neo vibes, which I love, but I don't think it's as big as it could be. Uh, and the last game is just whatever the living hell Rocksteady are working on. And Warner Brothers. 
and Warner Brothers. Yep. Warner Brothers Montreal. We don't know who's striking first. Will it be Will it be Montreal? Will Are it be Rocksteady? Even still in business. I'm tapping out. Yeah, I'm tapping out of this decision. <laughs> I've done so many no, news videos. Don't go. Reporting no. on bloody videos. Just don't go. <laughs> well, I don't want to go. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I've done, oh, so, I've done so many. You guys have written up so yes. much, and we've yes. talked about it so much. And I've believed so many of them, and now I just don't know what to believe. And there's a new rumor every single week, and I'm yeah. just, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to badger uh, them. Just they can show me it when it's ready. That's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to be this entitled gamer who's like, show me this thing. Yeah. There's so many rumors, but. It's been a long time, it is, mate. It's insane. It's, it's been a long time. Be like, it's, it feels longer than it's it is. It's been six years since Arkham Origins. Yes. Uh, and it'll be four, four years since Arkham Knight. Yeah. They've clearly got something, I think at this stage, they're doing They're just, they're just doing what No Man's Sky did post-launch, where it's just like, look, we're just going to wait until it's fully formed and then do a rock star and be like, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, whatever it is, I mean, they keep saying what it isn't. So they've said it isn't <laughs> a Superman game. Um, but then we get, everyone reads between the lines and goes, well, maybe it's Superman plus someone mm -hmm, else. Mm -hmm. And so, but the, the fact of the matter is we don't know anything. No. And half the that have come out, although they've been detailed, have since been proven. The wrong. Arkham Knight is a totally original character. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. Because even the thing they said, I'm like, well, you lied last time. <laughs> like, you literally said mm -hmm. that the Arkham Knight was a brand new character developed for the game. Mm -hmm. Complete lie. Yeah. Like that suit of armor was, yeah. but that's not a character. Joker is the main villain of Batman. Yeah. Black Mask is the main villain in Arkham Knight. the main villain. Joker's done. <laughs> um, like, there's all that, and so I don't take them at their word yeah. anymore. And so we're on to you. Why we keep covering it every now and then? Because we're like, well, if it is true, and yeah. we've been right when we've covered rumors in the And past. also, we're all obviously very oh. excited about what they have next yeah. in store because they're both very talented studios. Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, hopefully, I mean, I, whatever, maybe the Superman thing is a lie. I'll go with that. Mm -hmm. um, because the, the leaked stuff about the Superman game sounded great. This sort of mid air combat system where you're flying through cities, like the end of Man of Steel, um, could be potentially cool, yes. minus the millions dead. <laughs> and so, I guess we'll see uh, whatever they come out with. But for now, that has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I forget how long we've been going for, but not to worry. I've been your Forever. host, Scott Tailford, joined by you and Patterson. I'll see you in the shadow realm. And joined by Josh Brown. Hello and goodbye. And it's very lackadaisical goodbye. It's January. <laughs> Bye. Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.